You're listening to the Pocketful Podcast, a safe place created for people like you and me to have conversations about things that matter without the fear of being judged or condemned. My name is Luke, and I want to thank you for giving me some of your time today. Now, before we continue, this episode is going to be intense. There may be a huge chance that you'll get offended or triggered. But I hope you can be patient and listen to the whole thing before coming to a conclusion. If you've ever listened to the podcast before, you'll know that I never want to debate or forcefully explain my ideas and beliefs just for the sake of winning an argument. I'm also not the kind of person who's usually interested in being hype or one of the first to talk about the next controversy or the next hot topic that gets everyone upset and agitated. I'm not here to force my ideas on you. That's not where my heart is coming from. Instead, I'm talking about this because I see people hurting. I see that there are still aspects of this issue that aren't being addressed in a calm and safe way. I mean, we can all agree that there are many issues out there that are important, right? But it has to be addressed in a safe space. Now, I'm not a pastor, doctor, or therapist. I'm just a guy trying to help. And so, if you'd let me, I'd like to do just that. You can check the show notes down below if you want to know what exactly I'm trying to talk about. But when all is said and done, I just hope that it will be helpful in some way. Alright, here we go. Hi everyone, today I'm going to start off by telling you about a friend of mine from my university days who had this habit of making a face whenever we took selfies or group pictures. Now, I think he's great and an absolute unit of a man, but the way he would smile for pictures never really worked out well for him. So what he'd do is furrow his brows and raise it at the same time. Then he would smile as he sort of tilts his head downward a little. We would always ask him why he did that, but he would always dismiss it as something he did out of habit. And we all kind of knew that he enjoyed doing it, so we didn't bother him about it too much. Now, this was when we first got into university. And as years passed, stress from exams and assignments and life in general, I don't know, it all started to get to him. And you could see it in the pictures we took. As time went on, his furrowed brows became less furrowed, and his tilted head became less tilted, and that excited smile turned into an ordinary smile. Still full of joy, just not as it used to be, right? With that childish glee. And I feel like that happens to all of us in one way or another. We had this kind of inner joy But as life happens, things get tough, and we lose a part of ourselves. And I can't help but remember this video that was making its rounds on Instagram. It's a video of a judge who recognized a convict at a court hearing. And she mentions that they went to the same high school and that he was the nicest kid in her classroom that she knew and they played together. And when she said that, 
he just bursts into tears. And in some ways, I wonder if we're like that convict, right? After some time, we don't know what happened. Before we realize, something's changed and we're different now and we don't know how we got here. And I can't help but wonder, where are we? Right? How are you? How am I? Right? As people right now. Because we tend to assume that this person is fine or that person is happy, right? They're kind, they're caring, and we sort of pay no attention to them. But it could be that they're straying far away from God, from a purposeful life, because nobody checked up on them. So I guess I'm here to ask you, how are you? Like, really, how are you? Now, I know we live in a world that's hyped up about self-care and self-love, but I also see that our world is fast-paced, so anxious and restless. As some of you may know, there are times where I'd wake up before the sunrise, and I'd look out of my window at the various dark windows of my neighbors in the apartment blocks around the area, and eventually I'll see their lights start popping on one by one, and all my neighbors are waking up to start the day full of endless possibilities and challenges in the next 24 hours. But you would wonder if they're ready. Have they truly rested during the night? Or are they just pushing through till they get to the weekend? Now, imagine this. Imagine a day where you aren't expected to do anything. You're safe. No one and nothing can harm you. You don't have to be scared and You don't have to be anything or anyone you don't want to be. You can imagine yourself sitting by a warm fireplace and there's a gentle drizzle of rain outside your window. You're curled up under a warm blanket and you're enjoying a nice drink as the soft music plays in the background. A melody that can soothe your anxiety. You can just close your eyes and rest or read a book maybe even chat with a loved one. So there are no deadlines, no rush, just peace and freedom. And I think in the quiet and peace, you can find that life doesn't have to be full of strife and dashing sprints. You can be still as God carries out his planned timetable for your life. You can be still long enough to realize you're home. To be honest, I've read, listened, watched all kinds of content out there on fear, anxiety, stress, and getting peace. I know the effects of chronic anxiety on the heart, the digestive system, the immune system, the brain, how it is correlated to Alzheimer's, right? The amygdala, the hippocampus, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) But I can't say I have found many books or sermons that give me a sense of peace. Now we know that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. We know the Bible has scores of verses that can comfort you in those moments where you're paralyzed by fear and you can't even stand up to face it. In fact, you just want to curl up and hide. Now the worst kind is the type of anxiety that you can't figure out. I've had moments in my life where I would be so restless and feel like there's a ton of problems to solve and then someone asks me what they were and I wouldn't be able to list them out. And they would ask, what are you scared of? I just say, I don't know. What do you think will happen? I don't know. When will it happen? I don't know. And you've probably felt that way too. Maybe. 
right? Thinking there's something wrong with you. How can I be overwhelmed by so many things? Or how can such a small or irrational thing make me so stressed out? We all know some fears are good, right? Some fears are reasonable. But the honest truth is we all want to be fearless. We all want to be bold like David facing Goliath, right? We want to be like the great men and women of history that stood up against regimes and evil institutions that oppress the people. We want to be resilient, but I don't think many of us know how or where to start. I have to admit, I found myself googling just a couple weeks ago healthy coping mechanisms and self-care tips for men in their 20s. So like I said, I would read articles, watch videos, listen to podcasts, audiobooks, but it was also foreign to me. I read about self-compassion and mindfulness. I learned about deep breathing exercises, all of which are helpful. But I realized that I was just looking for a cure, right? An instant antidote for my problems. I wanted it all to stop. I would think, wouldn't it be nice to just be a kid again? Parents to provide and protect you, make all the big decisions and bear all the consequences. But I'm 24 now. And I have a lot more responsibilities than I'd like to have. But that's life. We have to figure out how it all works, whether alone or amongst trusted loved ones. And I mean, I know how this sounds. You're somewhere out there hearing some guy talk about anxiety. And you know a lot about it too, right? I'm sure. Maybe even more than me. And with the title of this episode, Being As It Is, I wish I had something to offer you. A cure a magic pill, or some kind of ritual you can do in the morning to make your entire day completely free of fears and worries. But I don't think I have anything like that. And I don't think there are many people out there who can give you that. Now, I do hope that other episodes on this podcast has helped you with different types of worries. But right now, I just thought of sharing what helped me survive and at times thrive despite my anxiety. So I do hope it might be helpful for you too. Thought number one. I remember at the beginning of my anxiety attacks and that whole stressful season, I couldn't eat and I couldn't sleep. I remember just being plagued by the shame of not being able to finish my food or just being able to sleep on time or meet certain deadlines on time. Then there was this one thing. A good friend of mine, whose name is Angela, said this one thing that changed my perspective. When we were out for dinner and she saw that I couldn't finish my food and I was stressing out about that, she said, it's okay, you don't have to finish it. And like it was a legit light bulb moment. I didn't have to finish my food. And I did have friends who were at the table who I could have just passed the leftovers too. And they would just happily receive that, right? They would love to eat whatever I had that I couldn't finish. And likewise, the same thing. I didn't have to sleep on time. Why? <laughs> because, well, I was a university student, right? In uni, nobody sleeps on time. So I thought it was unreasonable for me to have that kind of expectations on myself that just added to my anxiety. Now, of course, it is good to finish your own food and to sleep on time. And I shouldn't feel that 
immense dread or responsibility to do this or that or else something bad was going to happen. Because if I remember correctly, that was how I felt. When I didn't finish my food, I felt that I was going to get hurt or something bad was going to happen or it was a bad thing to do. And I genuinely felt that. I just didn't know it at the time. And you could maybe dig back into my past and find out that there's some hidden roots there, right? But the truth of the matter is that I was a grown and independent adult, or as the kids say, a strong boy. <laughs> and I didn't have to do anything that I was unable to do mentally, physically, emotionally. And I would think it's the same for you, right? If you can get something done, great. But if you can't, that's okay. You don't have to start fixing your anxiety or checking your vibe <laughs> right now. You can do it later today or tomorrow. Now, you may want to fix it all and be done with it now, but usually it takes time, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. Just know that you don't have to do it, but allowing yourself the grace from God to do it as you are able to. Thought number two that I want to share with you is take your time, right? Kind of related to the first one. Because, well, I don't know much about you, but as a guy, I felt like there were lots of requirements to fulfill. One of which was at the time I was a boyfriend, right? So it was my duty to obey the rules of my lady, right? My girlfriend. But not only that, you are required, right? by the law of the land to go beyond what was required, right? Every door must be opened, every date must be remembered, every outing must be done on time, and if there was a last-minute cancellation or change, it wasn't just your fault, but it was your fault, and all the effort you put in was in vain. So you had to start from scratch. Now, ladies, if you are listening in, I have to tell you something. For many men, including myself, we are trying. And I can tell you for many of us, our memory is kind of like a McDonald's ice cream machine. No matter how often you ask and you hope and you pray that it will work, it rarely does, <laughs> right? It's always broken unless it's like 2 a.m. in the morning. Then it works perfectly, but otherwise it's always broken. And so, yeah, like I feel that... I realize now that being in a relationship at the time was just rushing from one deadline to the next. It was always being on time and meeting different demands, which I know many of you may think that's very unhealthy and like I need to learn more about healthy relationship boundaries, right? Totally understand that and I'm learning as well. But what I'm trying to say here is take your time knowing that even though you may have responsibilities to fulfill, it's okay to not put that extra pressure on yourself because that's sort of how life can get pretty anxiety-provoking, running from A to B only to be late for the arrival of C and so on and so forth, right? So take some time to slow down, to breathe. Remember that life isn't all about deadlines and to-do lists. There is still a lot left to discover. And if you're a boyfriend out there, and you can relate to my story. Like, you gotta talk to your girl, dude. Like, you both need to find something that's healthy and sustainable. Learning to find a pace that is suitable 
for you and all those that are involved in your life with all of your responsibilities and obligations. Thought number three, life isn't made up of one shade of gray. See, I realized that when I was battling with anxiety and OCD, life always felt miserable and agonizing, right? And I couldn't see past it. And my sisters would keep trying to convince me about how life is better, right? And there's so much more to it. But I was just blind to everything that they were talking about, right? No matter how hard I tried, I couldn't see it. But over time, it did get better, right? It was easier for me to see that, right? We just have to be open to the possibility that our view of life might be wrong. Now, life is hard and it is unfair. That one I'm going to admit to you. But when we allow God to reveal the moment-by-moment reality to us, as he sees it, it might not actually seem that bad. Now, of course, it's okay if you don't see it yet. Just don't allow yourself to get consumed and addicted, in some sense, to the negativity of life. We can sometimes begin to appreciate the doom and gloom perspective at times. It can be attractive and we have to be careful about that. Life is a string that will keep tangling and untangling itself. And sometimes it can be frustrating when you aren't able to untangle life's string immediately. So that's thought number three, realizing that your perspective in the current state that you're in may not be an accurate picture for the entire life that you have. Thought number four, read watch and listen to helpful and encouraging content. Now, this was something that really did help me through my anxiety. Now, if you follow my Instagram at a pocketful of grace, you probably already know that I'm a huge fan of Spider-Man and especially Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, right? That movie I have watched easily seven times, (laughs) right? Because it helped me, right? To step out and face the fears that were in my heart. More specifically, the part of the movie that really touched me was the talk between Miles Morales and his dad, right? And the dad talks about this spark he sees in Miles. And as I heard that, I realized that oftentimes that's what is inside us. God puts something within us, not to boast in ourselves, right? But something that he can bring out through his grace and through his orchestration of life and all the different events that happen. And so that was something that encouraged me. Of course, that's not Christian content, right? But that was still something helpful. And I mean, let's be honest, right? Who wouldn't want to be bitten by a radioactive spider to become a superhero? And of course, maybe movies aren't really your cup of tea. That's okay. But whatever you do, find content out there that will encourage you. Of course, it would be good if they are biblical, and I have found many biblical content out there that is incredibly encouraging, but I guess my story had a little bit of Spider-Man in it. (laughs) So that's another tip that I have for you. And now for thought number four, and the last one. It helps me at times to realize that God isn't a tyrannical figure, right? He's not a tyrant that gets upset when you are afraid or anxious. 
There's a reason why he keeps telling his people throughout scripture, don't be afraid or do not fear. And the reason for that isn't because you should be brave or you should do this or you shouldn't feel like that. But instead, all throughout scripture, the reason that they give is always that the Lord is with you, right? Or God himself would say, I am with you. I will help you. I will provide. It's not to find the resources within ourselves, right? Just like Miles Morales with that spark inside of him, right? It's, it's finding that sufficient grace in Christ to be brave throughout the storms that you're facing. And so linked to this thought would be talking to him, right? Talk to God about your fears. Uh, you have no valid reason to hide your fears from him. You can bring your fear to him and shame and hurt to him. Right? He already knows about it, so there's nothing to hide. And he loves you, and he cares about you. So you can allow yourself to find healing through community and also through devoted time with God. Now, it won't be instantly comforting all the time. Sometimes it will, sometimes it won't. And it can be difficult. But whatever you can manage to do, I am sure it will be just enough for God to use to bring about some pretty cool stories for your future. Just to run through all four of these ideas that I hope helps you as much as it helped me. Number one, realize that you don't have to do anything that you cannot do at the time. Thought number two, slow down, right? Find a suitable pace for you in your season right now. For some of us, we have a lot of responsibilities and that's fine. But learning to juggle and find a rhythm that is sustainable. And then thought number three, realize that sometimes we may not be able to see past the current state of our lives, right? We only see it in one shade of gray. But sometimes as time goes on and you give yourself time, you'll realize that there's many other shades mixed in there. And you can allow God to reveal it moment by moment. Tip number three is read, watch, and listen to helpful and encouraging content out there. I'm sure there are many other sources of content and many different types of content, but what I found helpful were encouraging and comforting words and movies and songs, those kinds of things. And finally, number four, reach out to God because he cares for you, right? And he is with you and he will help you. And you don't have to feel ashamed or afraid, but rather realize that he is a loving father who can help you. And you can find that grace in Christ for all the storms that you're facing. Now, of course, I understand that all of these are general ideas, but if you are struggling with anxiety and it is overwhelming, it's okay to reach out for professional help. You can find a therapist, someone who is professional and has experience, and not only that, but allows you to feel safe and not judged. So I think that will be something that could help you if you are debilitated by anxiety, and if there is some need for medication or things like that, right, you can always discuss it with your doctor, but know that that's not something to be ashamed of. Because all of us struggle with anxiety in moments of our lives. Some of us need medication, and others may not. Some may need therapy, and others may not. 
but it is never a sign of weakness. Rather, it's a sign of strength. If you decide that this is what I'm going to do to get better, to improve my state of living right now. And I guess that can be tip number five. <laughs> I don't know, right? So four or five ideas that has been helpful for me. And I'm just putting it out here for you. Well, if you made it this far, you are a real one. Thank you for spending your time with me. Now, although this episode is coming to an end, the conversation doesn't have to. I'm always a couple swipes and a tap away on Instagram at a pocketful of grace. If you want to check out other stuff that I put out, you can go to my blog and Patreon page where you can get exclusive content and also support these projects that I work on. Everything that I say and write is for your encouragement, comfort, and daily walk with Jesus. Even one of you out there is blessed by anything that I do, then I am glad to be of service. All the info can be found in the show notes down below, as well as my Instagram bio link. But until next time, take care, God bless, and don't forget to have a pocket full of grace wherever you are. Peace. Peace.